Interrupt, but it looks like one of you fellas dropped a spoon. Don't worry. Five second rule, I'm sure it's fine. Anyway, I couldn't help overhearing your conversation, and I was wondering if I could... Help? Oh, no, absolutely no problem at all. I will definitely be kick-em-offing in two shakes of a duck's tail. Only, while I'm here, I don't suppose that armoured hovercar parked outside has anything to do with you guys, does it? It's just, I think I saw a bunch of young tearaways trying to force the locks. Teenage pteroleptals chancing their fins, I shouldn't wonder. Oh, hang on. I think they got in. <laughs> Brain trumps brawn every time. Hello. Let me help you up. Are you hurt? I... I'm all right. Uh, it's lucky you spotted the thieves. Oh, I made that up. Bit of a distraction to get those unhappy customers off your back. Which reminds me... Hang on just one second. Off they go. Set the auto drive to head for the South Pole, slowly enough so those boys think they'll be able to catch it. They won't be bothering you again. Is this table free? I'm sorry? No need to apologise. The sign outside says local dishes served here, so I thought I'd pop in for a bite to eat. Do you have a menu? Uh, yes, um, here you are. Would you like something to drink while you choose? A freshly juiced wrecker would go down a treat. Ooh, with one of those little umbrellas. We only have concentrate. Concentrate? Really? There's not been a wrecker grove here since before my great-grandmother was born. Of course not. Silly of me. Things change. I'll have a glass of water then, please. Nearly fresh or triple refiltered? Suddenly the concentrate doesn't sound so bad. Wrecker coming right up. <laughs> and sir? Uh, doctor. Doctor. Thank you. Things change. 
Sometimes a little too much too soon. Oh, for Kekka's sake, what now? Yeah, what? No, wait, I can't hear you. No, I haven't broken through. What do you expect with this knackered kit? You want a quicker result, I'm going to need bigger gear, and there's no way we'll get that down here without getting noticed. What do you mean you're moving the plan forward? What plan? No, it's the most stupid thing I've ever heard. You go through with this, and I quit, I'm telling you. I am done. Oh, you thought I'd say that, did you? Well, I... Hang on. Thought I heard something. Must have been imagining it. What's that you said? Sorry, you had to do what? Are you ready to order? Yes, I'll have the oromlet with chi-chi, heavy on the hot mecca sauce, and a side order of flurry flow. put those together. I have a very complex palate. Tell me, how long have things been like this? Like what? All these free traders, the concrete bunkers, the grumpy aliens, the rain. Who needs this much rain? I don't know. Others come from all the stars. They can do as they like here. I think that's why they come. This is how it's always been. Is it? I heard it was a paradise. Sunlit uplands, happy locals, and the lovely record groves. Mustn't forget the wrecker groves. If it ever was, it isn't anymore. Which is a shame, isn't it? Listen, the sign says local dishes, but the chef here uses a proxy meats oh. and uh, inorganic vegetates. Oh, <laughs> the spices are authentic, oh. more or less. But, well, it's not the real thing. Why don't you come to my warren and eat with my family? Uh, they'd be happy to feed you after what you did for me today. Uh, it was nothing. I wouldn't dream of imposing. Oh, we might not have a grove, but we do have our own wrecker bush. Ooh, no concentrates. Not a drop. It isn't much, but we call it home. It's warm and dry. I'd call that a win. You know, your ancestors used to live in the valley. They thrived. You saw for yourself. We peer must be careful down there. It's safer in the foothills. The spaces don't bother us, and we can carry on as we always have. How do you know so much about my ancestors, anyway? I have an active interest in the past. Sometimes it feels like I've been there. Huh. It never struck me as important. Tomorrow is more my thing. Oh, we should hurry. The family will be gathering for prayers. Prayers? Curiouser and curiouser. <gasps> Who's your friend? This isn't him. Doctor, let me introduce you to my promised, Arvin. But he wears the symbol. What symbol? Oh, this. This is just a bow tie. Do you like it? Is the preacher still to honour us with an audience tonight? I honestly don't know. But who... you are one of his followers, yes? 
I'm not really one for following anyone or leading them. I mostly travel alone these days. Hmm. I can tell. Sorry, I promise the rest of my pack aren't so unwelcoming. I take it we won't be breaking fast together again? See you later, Arvin. Are you all right? Don't mind him. Our elders are meeting with a visiting preacher, one of your kind, tall and, and not at all furry. Uh, Arvin is overexcited. He's become very devout of late. If the elders ask after me, tell them I'm waiting here to show our friend the way. I'm sure he'll be very impressed. I hope you don't get too hungry. He's your promise. We were matched when we were cubs, but he's changed since then. Oh, I'm half-minded to seek another. Have you ever been matched? It's complicated. <sighs> Your Eminence, please hurry in out of the rain. Thank you, my child. I would have been here sooner were it not for this persistent, wretched deluge. I have no wish to leave the elders stewing. Oh, they look forward to your sermon with great excitement, Your Eminence, as do I. What is their mood? Were you able to sway the waverers? <laughs> Two of my uncles still dither. They think I am but a raw cub and do not take my warning seriously. Now they are old and cannot see the path ahead through your bright eyes. <sighs> they will come to learn not to underestimate you. There's something else. Another who man arrived just before you. A, a man? Like me? Yes, clothed but with a shaggy mane. He wore the symbol. That's surprising. I must meet him. But first, take me to your elders. I shouldn't want to keep them waiting a moment longer. Now this is more like it, much friendlier than the spaceport. Make yourself comfortable. I'll introduce you to everyone once I've spoken to Uncle. Hello, little one. No, I'm not very furry, am I? Oh dear, do you need changing? Oh, I'm so sorry. I completely forgot. Your language is partly scent-based. Cognitive glands communicating through the release and capture of pheromones. Neat trick. Almost unique on this side of the universe. No, I never quite got the hang of it. Always a danger of, you know, going overboard. And my TARDIS has no nose, so... How does it smell? Terrible. Yes. Ah, yes. Very good. Something is terribly wrong here. Stop! In here, don't make a sound. Be a good cop and wait here. Stay hidden. I must check the path ahead. Oh, it's clear. Ort, come. Ort? Are you hiding from me? Ort? 
in parley with Preacher Stem. He must have arrived right after we did. That's a pity. I would have liked to meet him. He'll be joining us for the meal. We break fast as one, even when we have guests. And it's almost time. Talk of the devil. Please do not afford me any special attention. Go about your business as if I were one of your own. <clears throat> Hello. I hadn't expected to encounter another human here. I shouldn't worry about that too much. Nice robes. Very authoritative. You must be Stem, the missionary I've heard so little about. I am merely a humble preacher helping those who seek spiritual guidance. Good for you. If there was ever a world that needed some guidance, I'd say this is the one. Sadly, Pierre is a magnet to the galaxy's easily corruptible. No lawmakers, no rules... The aliens that come here do what they want. They call it the melting pot. Meanwhile, the indigenous population has been somewhat sidelined. And you are? The doctor. I make things better. Mm, then I flatter myself to imagine we are in much the same business. I like to think of it as more of a hobby. <coughs> What's wrong? Where? Uh, not ten segments ago. Uh, the East Market, near the spaceport. Sh she says he was with her one moment, and then she turned away and... You can't have gone far. Can you take me there? But he's gone! No one just disappears. If we hurry, I'm sure we'll find him. <sighs> this is the place. He's gone already. When cops go missing down here, they're gone for good. That doesn't mean we won't find a clue of some kind. A, a trail we can follow, something. They never leave clues. All this mud. There'll be footprints at the very least, or, or... Or... What do you mean, they never leave clues? Wait. You were shocked by this, but not surprised. And you're scared. This has happened before. It's been happening for a long time. How long? Since before I was born. Years and years. Sometimes cubs are taken. It's the way things are. And you just accept it. If the sandglass wills it. Sandglass? What's an egg timer got to do with anything? The symbol you wear. The bow. Like the preacher's pendant. The mark of our faith. No, this isn't... It's a... This is the height of fashion, but that's beside the point. So you know who it is taking the cubs? Is it pirates? Slavers? There are... Stories. This place is dangerous for us. That's all I need to know. There are areas we're taught to avoid until we're old enough to know the safe pathways. And this is supposed to be one of those pathways? Yes. Or it was. Until now. Well... You were right. Whoever took the cub didn't leave any trace. Apart from my galumphing great hoof prints, all I can see are pier tracks. There's not a hint of non-indigenous DNA in the immediate atmosphere. It's like no one else was ever here.
You're scared. And that is perfectly understandable, but you should be angry too. Because this isn't the will of the sand glass. For too long, you have faced the constant threat that your cab could be next. But now is the time to do something about... Doctor, at last. Did you find him? No. Sorry. This is good news. But we know who is taking them. Now is not the time. Why don't you fetch a warm beverage for our friend? As you wish. How many cubs have they lost? As I understand it, this has been happening for decades, but recently it's been getting worse. Arvin seems to know something about it. He's young, angry, and ready to lash out, especially at strangers. I've noticed. He likes you, though. How long have you been here, spreading the good word? Not so long. The peer are naturally cautious. It has taken a while to win their acceptance and their confidence. So when did you become a follower of the Sandglass? Faith is... Universal. The symbols and rituals may differ from world to world, but belief in a higher power transcends all barriers. Does it? Can't say that's been my experience. It wasn't you that introduced the sandglass religion here, then? No, it's been part of peer culture for generations. But I have taken it to my heart. I see you are a follower, too. No, that's just a boring coincidence, which I keep telling everyone. The only thing I ever followed is my nose. It's like a nasal barometer for dodginess. So I tend to listen when it tells me something iffy is going on. Or whiffy. Either way, when it twitches, I don't blow it. A colourful, if not entirely decipherable, metaphor. Perhaps the sunglass is reaching out to you in its mysterious way. Hmm... Doctor, the elders would like to speak with you. Do do you have a moment? Yes, yes, of course. It's been fascinating, all this theologising and everything, but I should... Oh, of course. And I must provide ministrations to my flock in this most desperate hour. Uh, Do excuse me. Something whiffy this way comes. You're still awake. If you need somewhere to sleep, there are empty nests. I'm fine. Thank you. It isn't your fault we didn't find him. Yet. We didn't find him yet. Bless you for saying so, but we've all accepted that's not going to happen. We will. Believe it. It's all connected, what went wrong here. I just haven't got to the bottom of how, what and when yet. You say the strangest things. Imagine what goes on up here before my mouth catches up. Are you older than Preacher Stem? You other places all look so different, I find it hard to tell. But then, now I look more closely, I can see it in your eyes. You don't want to go looking in there. Who knows what you'll dredge up. So old. An active interest in the past, you said. Did I? And you you know our food. I don't remember anyone ever ordering Chi-Chi, so... You've been here before, haven't you? I suppose. Perhaps. Yes. I knew it! And it was different then. Not like this. Your planet was an oasis in a crazy, mixed-up universe. Quieter, calmer, gentler. I liked it. 
That must have been so long ago. No, that's the problem. The change is so profound, it's hard to imagine this is the same planet at all. Here was another world, but not much more than two centuries ago. That's almost forever. Eight or nine generations at least. Oh, ancient history as far as your people are concerned. Not that you ever documented your history. Only your favourite recipes. So, in two hundred years, it went from perfection to this. Nothing is ever perfect, but this, none of this, makes sense. The degree of climate change is just one thing. But you, your people, lived in a state of balanced harmony with your biosphere. And I don't see any hint of that now. What happened? It's the sleep period! <coughs> what is he still doing here with you? Arvin! You scared the life out of me! I'll go. I see that I'm unwelcome. Wait! It's not... What you said to the preacher earlier. We know who is taking them. Who are you talking about? What's it to you, other? I'm interested. We all know it, but no one is prepared to do anything. Not even the elders. Do anything about what? The Rahl. This again? Why do you persist with all this anger, Arvin? Over a myth? They are responsible for taking our cops, for making us live like this for everything. The Rahl? And who or what are they? They're nothing. A ghost story that only cubs believe in. They're monsters. So you have ghost stories, but no idea of your own history. They are real. The ancient ruling caste who hide in their gilt tower and feed on our misery. The tower is just an old, empty, rotten building at the heart of the rotten spaceport. No one lives there. Who would want to? They're cannibals. They take our cubs and they... Stop it, Arvin! I'll prove it! I'll get inside and find proof. The elders will have to listen to me then. You know, I'd rather like to take a good look around this tower myself. Will you take me there? What? I'm good with towers. Just ask Rapunzel. I reckon I can find a way in. What do you say, Arvin? I don't need your help. But I need yours. You'll back me up with the elders. If you find what you think you'll find, of course. I'll need to get some things. Meet me by the entrance. I'm sorry, Doctor. I don't know what has got into him these days. If the tower is old, it may have a story to tell. I have too many questions for phantom menaces to put me off. I might find answers there. Then I'm coming with you. No. I want you to keep an eye on my friend's stem. The preacher? But why? Because my nose is telling me someone ought to. Your Eminence, I must speak with you. Just one moment. I am always here for you, Arvin, even at this late hour. You know that. What concerns you? My promise was speaking to the other. The doctor. He was asking questions about the Rahl. Was he now? To what end? He thinks he can gain entry to the tower of our enemy. He asked me to show him the way. Tonight. And your reply? I told him I would. Did I do the right thing? You did, my child. You most certainly did.
You can see it from here. The tallest of the towers, to the left of the red lights. Got it. Those walls around the lower level, they look heavily fortified. The Rahl do not welcome outsiders. Whereas you're extremely welcoming. There are plenty of scorch marks on the walls, but no serious damage. The fruits of more than a few unsuccessful attempts to break in and plunder the place. The greed of others. How well do you know your way around down there? I don't suppose there are many safe pathways that deep into the spaceport. This is my home. I can go anywhere I like. That's not what I asked. There's no point in taking unnecessary risks. I can reach it. I've tried to get inside before. And what happened? I'm still trying. Words to live by. I'll bet you a chilled record juice I managed it first time. Typical other. Your kind turn everything into a wager. Want to bet on that? Of course, I absolutely respect your position. All I can promise is that I will continue to reach out and see what I can uncover. These radical voices have no place under the eye of the sand glass. Thank you. Th yes, thank you for your hospitality. Preacher Stem, are you leaving us? I've been called away on urgent business, an unexpected prayer meeting. Um, your friend, the doctor, has he departed already? Yes, he's gone. But I um, wanted to seek your advice about Arvin. I'm worried about him. Ah, he has a troubled soul. But he wasn't always that way. He's so angry now. I worry he might get himself into trouble. His head seems so full of dangerous ideas. Your elders have similar concerns. Your promised is not the only young peer I've met with extreme views. But I'm afraid I must beg your forgiveness. Yes, well, safe journey. May the sand glass guide you. It's guiding me all right. To follow you. Construction, but it's thick and solid. You need a magic stick to tell you that? No, but it gives my fingers something to do while I'm thinking. I'm not certain how old it is, but the structures around it. I'd say the tower and the perimeter building have been here longer than pretty much anything else. What does that matter? It was built to last. That means whatever its purpose was, it was important. We know its purpose. It is the palace of the higher caste. Yes, so you keep saying. What do you actually know about? I mean confirmed facts, unfake news. Have you ever seen one? They are giants with claws that pin you down. Have you ever seen one? No. No one has. They skulk inside their tower, waiting to strike, insulated from the sinful deprivations of the others. Let's not worry about the others right now. If no one has ever seen a Ral or met one or sat down and had a cup of tea with one, then how do you, you specifically, know so much about them? Because they took my brother. Oh. The deal was you'd get me inside. Or have you forgotten? No, I've not forgotten. Let's see what's along here. Lost him. What a preacher would be looking for underground, I don't know. I thought they'd prefer the other direction. Prayer meeting is this? Prayer 
Gentlemen, <laughs> fellow believers, thank you for gathering at such short notice. I bring you news. This morning, the others will wake to discover that they are no longer welcome here. Power will be redressed. And those animals in the tower who look upon you as dirt on their paws, who steal and murder your young, their time has come. Today, you will cast aside the defilers that drove you from your ancestral homes, drive them from your planet, and hold the world to account for their sinful complicity. Keep faith with your own as willed by the sad glass. She is one of you. She just doesn't see the truth yet. The truth? What are you talking about? What have you been telling them? There will be time to explain later, but for now you will be taken to a place of safety until the coming war is won. Lock her in that pot with gotch. along here. See how they line up. And these ones, scattered about like they were dropped here willy-nilly, but then over here. Even, again, which suggests this area was once opened, not very wide, but long and planned, like uh, an avenue or a street. But it would have run straight into the wall. It's a dead end, is it? Or is it a driveway leading to... An entrance. Good. You're thinking. Try doing that more often. But there's nothing there. Hmm. You don't build a perimeter wall this impregnable if it isn't for defence. And if it's for defence, then you don't put a great big shiny knocker on the front door to help baddies find their way in. Which must be somewhere just along. Aha! It's opening! Entrance controls on the inside. Drawing residual power from somewhere or other. Probably an emergency backup system, which is good to know. I wonder if it still works. What are you doing? Why are you closing? Shutting the stable doors while the horse is still counting sheep. Or do you want a bunch of ne'er-do-wells following us in when they wake up to find the door wide open? I suppose not. I didn't think so. Yeah. <laughs> 
and what are you doing in my pod? It's a bit dark in here. Watch out! Ow! Ah. Ah. No pain, no gain. A candle to light our way. Totally on brand for a spot of ghost hunting. No sign of cannibals yet. Maybe they're not feeling peckish. Do not make jokes. They're watching us. I can feel it. Oh, nonsense. Even if they are, which they aren't, then they'll see we mean them no harm. Them doing harm to me is what I'm worried about. That's the spirit. Jokes keep the chokes at bay. This looks interesting. What's all this in here, then? Baubles, objet d'art, offerings, a sand glass. This is a shrine. Arvin, come and look. Wouldn't you say that if the Ra'al worship the same symbol as the pier, they can't be so different to you after all? Arvin? Arvin? Where's he taking himself off to? No. No, 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 no! Arvin! I don't care how scared you are. There's a very good reason I closed that entrance. And I... And I thought I'd made that quite... Yeah. What's happening out there? We're taking it back. We're taking it all back. The spaceport, the tower, everything. Close it. Close that entrance. Opening it is why we came here. I should thank you for helping. You're making a big mistake. Violence won't solve anything. It's all we have left. No. You're better than this. It is the will of the sand glass. The will of the... Stem. Did Stem put you up to this? They'll be here soon. Time is running out for you. Other. Time and I have an arrangement. I won't stand by and let this happen. Try and stop us. Don't worry. I will. Maybe not right now. This second. That's right. Run, Doctor. You won't get far. Everyone, after him. Don't let him get away. Largely goes up. No lifts. Gotta be stairs somewhere. <sighs> Open sesame. Ah, rubbish. Gotcha. The only way is up, baby. Why is there never an air vent when you need one? Everyone needs air. Well, not everyone, Doctor. Air vents are never a bad thing. Can't go back. I must have something I can use. Ah! Pocket parachute! Oh, other jacket. Ah! Oh, ah! Ah! Hello. Who are you, then? I'm in a bit of a pickle and I need somewhere to hide. I can pop in there with you, could I? Thank you. 
for STEM? A guard or something? I don't need company if that's what he's chucked you in here for. No, he... You, you've got to help me get out of here. Preacher STEM, he's got a... Preacher? Oh, you have got to be kidding me. He's... I don't know why, but he's got hundreds of peer out there, like me, only angry. Lunatic actually went through with it. I told him, I literally said this is the dumbest idea I ever heard. Wait, what? You know what he's doing. I, I know all about his bright idea to scare away the competition. Rile up the locals until they're ready to tear limb from limb, then set the place alight. <gasps> but my friend is out there. And my promised. I've got to warn them. Open the door. Let me go. You did notice the door was locked before they threw you in here, right? Was it? Stem locked you in here too. Why would he do that? Well, he couldn't exactly kill me, could he? How many other crooked xenogeologists does he know? I don't understand what you're saying. Stem needs me, right? He needs what I know, my skills. He keeps me alive to do the science and the drilling and he locked me up so I couldn't take off and sell what I know to someone else. No, you've got it wrong. The preacher follows the sand glass. He has no need for science. Stem follows the money, love. And the science says the mines on this planet are worth a mint. Are we going much higher? Control room. Or it used to be before you guys started nesting in it. Totally automated and still fully operational. Air traffic control for the entire spaceport facility. Quietly doing its job for centuries with no one out there giving it a second thought. Come in and say hello. Don't be afraid. How many of you are living up here? Is that all? Tiny community hidden away for generations, willfully separated from the rest of your race. Why, I wonder? It really would help me if you told me. Not that I want to seem ungrateful, but what made you let me in? Because I wear the symbol. So you trust me like the elders do, blindly, without question, just like they trust Stem. Better check what's going on out there. See how much trouble I've brought with me. Oh, that is one popular corridor. Is that door the only way in? Actually, is that the only way out? I was afraid of that. So we're definitely trapped. Those peer out there, they think you're all fangs and claws and forked tails. But you're not, are you? You're all the same as them only much less shouty. Okay, so, we're going to need an escape route. I wonder. Reinforced shutters. Should be windows behind them. If I open them, worth a shot.
what do you think you're doing? One of us has to find a way out of here. There isn't one. Trust me, I have looked. I'm a lot smaller than you. There are more places I can squeeze myself into and out of. I could get in there if I really wanted. Uh-huh. Oi! What are you doing down there? Where are you going now? Where are you going, girl? <gasps> what was that you said about no way out? <sighs> I'll be sourced. You done it! The doctor was going to the old tower. I have to warn him about STEM. Will you help? And put one over on that treacherous skunk. Oh, yeah. We can use my skimmer, so long as no one's nicked it while I've been banged up. Doctor found his way in then. Just as you predicted. How did you know he would succeed? The sand glass wielded. Where is he now? There is another door inside which we cannot penetrate. A coward must be hiding behind it at the top of the tower with the hated rock. Then he's cornered. Untempered anarchy. No amount of focus groups and custard creams is going to calm that lot down in a hurry. Now, what I mean is, I don't know how to stop this. If I knew what happened here all those years ago, maybe I could, but... No. Wait! Air traffic control. There must be flight records, transit logs, clues, something from back then, hidden in the data. Okay, now we're getting somewhere. Geophysics, mineral deposits, health and safety regulations, dull, dull, dull. Shipping manifests, personal deployment, population control. <sighs> population control. No. No, they couldn't. They didn't. How can you have forgotten about all this? Of course, you haven't. What is that? Mining explosive. It'll take the door clean off its hinges. Explosives? But what are you doing? Get back, unless you want to become part of the decor. Inside! Find the false preacher and kill him! Take your people as high as you can, and wait. I'll do what I can to protect you. No, you can't stay. They'll kill every last one of you, but I may be able to make them listen to reason. Righty-ho, then. Showtime. Stop right there! What are you waiting for? Kill him! Kill him! Come on! He wears the symbol. They fear the wrath of the sand glass. People will follow any old charlatan these days. Who's the preacher now, eh? Where are the Rahl? The Rahl never existed. Ever. They were an invention. 
A despicable wheeze created to divide and conquer the natives of this planet, while a bunch of colonial cowboys did with it as they pleased. Same old story, eh, Stem? Don't listen to his lies! The Ral have plagued you for decades! You see, Arvin, the human colonists who came here introduced a caste system to keep your ancestors in line. Dealing out advantages to a privileged few who then lorded it over the rest. Clever little arrangement they've used before, even on themselves. And it kept you lot in your place while the invaders got on with the job of making pots of cash. We have never been the pawns of others. I'm sorry, but you have. And you still are. Isn't that right, Stem? Go on. Ask your preacher if spiritual enlightenment is what he really came here for. of dull old data files, forgotten when the Colonials up sticks and left. Once they'd pillaged the planet's resources and sent its ecology into a tailspin. Because that was the plan, wasn't it, Steph? Hollow it out and move on. Ignore the consequences. Precisely the actions of those we seek to expel this day. More like leaving the coast clear so you get first dibs on whatever it is you're after. So what is it? Hidden riches in the tower? Treasure in the old mines? <laughs> Do not dare judge Preacher Stem by your own low standards. Oh, he's really got you on side, hasn't he, Arvin? Promised to turn rain into sunshine, did he? Sunshine into record juice, turn back the clock. Trust me, I've heard it all before. Every tin-pot wannabe from Bogner Regis to Scaro giving it the same old, same old. Give us the Raal, Doctor! Did I mention what those chances really left behind? Not the lost records or the treasure, no. They left a divided race. Haves and have-nots in a power vacuum. Bonus points to whoever can tell me what happened next. Arvin, stupid thinking. What happened? I thought I told you to hide. Wait. Who is this? How did this old peer get inside before us? Isn't it obvious? You're the same. Ral and the Peer. One people. No! They might look like us, but they're not! They are monsters! They've taken our brethren. I say we kill them all! Vengeance! Here, take my hand. This way. Run! Stop there! Nobody move. Stem? Gaunch? I've got a bone to pick with you. Which one do you want me to break first? Gaunch! I swear... I was gonna... Oh, I'm sure you were. Lucky I know a nice little habitation pod you can call home. Until I decide what you're worth. 
Unexpected. Doctor! Ah, but not unwelcome. Who is, and, and how did... A friend, sort of, landed her skimmer on the roof. It's chaos out there. Is Arvin with you? Is he safe? Ah, um, he's... Uh... Don't trust him, Elix. Your friend is in league with the Rob. Arvin, you were part of this? Listen to me. I am your promise. No, not anymore. Not after... Activated the tower's environmental systems, specifically the air conditioning, routed through this intake valve. All you have to do is tell it like it is, or smell it like it is. The secrets of your species, everything. No holding back. Ready? Release the pheromones. Follow me! Hurry! Just one more level. You need to meet the doctor. He'll know what to do. <laughs> what is that? Are you smelling this? Oh my! We did this. This is the world we made. What's got into him? They're learning things they've chosen to forget. Where are they sharing this? They aren't telepaths. They'd have seen right through you if they had been. Their spoken language is augmented by pheromones. Scent. And scent can't lie. It's probably why they lived such an honest existence before the colonists arrived. Do you understand any of it? A little. The emotions, mainly. Some of the details. When the colonists left, here casts forth for supremacy. A, a, a bloodthirsty internecine conflict. Hardly any survived. You side won? Neither. Towards the end, one small group sealed themselves inside this tower to atone for their sins. But they were few, and their numbers dwindled as the years went by. So they took cubs from the pier outside to boost their numbers, to, to carry on atoning. And out there, the pier forgot everything that had happened. 
Here we are. They didn't kill cubs, after all. Does that mean my brother is... He's alive. You can ask him yourself. Look who Enix has found. I couldn't have known. How could I have? Could you do me a favor, Arvin? Don't ever forget what happened today. None of you. Never forget. It stopped raining. It's the start of the dry season. Oh, how long does it last? Not so long. <laughs> what will we do now we have our world back? Adapt. Survive. Rebalance. I don't believe the sand glass will show us the way. You don't have to believe in anything. Actually, I'm not even sure it, it ever was a sand glass. Of course it was. Your culture of ears cooking. What better symbol to identify with than a device for boiling the perfect egg? I mean, what if it's your bow thing? I thought you just wore the symbol the wrong way around. But now, I wonder if we're the ones who got it wrong. I mean, what if it's your bow thing? Tie. It's a bow tie, and it's nothing like a sand glass. But, but we remembered that specific shape over and above anything else. And you were here. You said so a, a long time ago. I, I'm wondering if, if maybe you... Ah, well, if you're looking for something to believe in, believe this. Last time I was here, I wouldn't have been seen dead wearing one of these. I mean, I, I was almost seen dead, but that's another story. And I was almost certainly sans tie. Sorry. It was just a thought. <laughs> so, ignoring the sand glass, we should be focusing on more important matters, like that fresh record juice you still haven't delivered. No wonder those fellas at the cafe didn't leave a tip. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't give them much of a chance. <laughs> <laughs> no, don't suppose I did. Probably still chasing their car. <laughs>
Hello, this is Nicholas Briggs and I am the director of The Melting Pot. This is how it's always been. Is it? I heard it was a paradise. Sunlit uplands, happy locals and the lovely record groves. Mustn't forget the record groves. If it ever was, it isn't anymore. I think, you know, particularly old Doctor Who fans like me, it's always nice when you have a story that's just mostly aliens. It's sort of you know, you recall the whole idea of like the web planet where it was just all aliens. You think, oh yeah, Doctor Who should do that from time to time. And this one, yeah, we've got all these rodent creatures. And I know that sometimes people just want to do them just sounding like humans, but on audio, I think you have to do something with the performances to make them sound more alien. And everyone really got into their chirruping. It was quite funny, as each actor who was playing a peer arrived, I would say to them, so how are you with your chirruping and your own thing? They go, I've, aren't you going to? Oh, I've no idea. And I go, no, no, let's just... Because I really believe that the best way to get people to be creative is just to go three, two, one, go. So they don't think about it because thoughts can often be the enemy of creativity. If you, if you think too hard about something, you know, all sorts of unhelpful thoughts occur to you, like, this is ridiculous. <laughs> how do I do this? Is it going to be any good? But if you just dive into it, you don't have a chance to think that. Hi, I'm Christopher Cooper. I wrote The Melting Pot. If there was ever a world that needed some guidance, I'd say this is the one. Sadly, Pierre is a magnet to the galaxy's easily corruptible. No lawmakers, no rules. The aliens that come here do what they want. They call it The Melting Pot. Meanwhile, the indigenous population has been somewhat sidelined. And you are? The Doctor. I make things better. Mm, then I flatter myself to imagine we are in much the same business. I like to think of it as more of a hobby. Because I knew it was Jake rather than Matt Smith, it was tricky to kind of get my head around the fact that it was still going to be the 11th Doctor uh, until I heard Jake performing the voice of the 11th Doctor and it was so incredible that all those worries kind of dissipated. And I just got myself into the headspace. I mean, once upon a time, I used to write the letters page for Doctor Who Adventures comic which was originally the 10th Doctor's voice and then the 11th Doctor's voice. So in terms of writing for the 11th Doctor, and I did, I did wrote some comic strips for him as well. So his voice was in my head anyway. So once I, those two things had meshed together, it was like putting on an old pair of shoes, really, and running around in them, which is a lot of fun because I really enjoy the 11th Doctor. He's kind of the modern era's Tom Baker, I'd say. Hello, I'm Alfie Shaw. I'm the producer of the 11th Doctor Chronicles. I really like the the peer as I'm a, a big fan of when you have species that are not humanoid and it makes the, the universe feel like there's more a diverse range of life forms out there that are not just humans with small tweaks and really add to the sort of alienness and otherworldliness of uh, the Doctor Who universe. Especially when it comes to doing audio adventures when we're not bound by the problems of a makeup budget or a CGI budget. It's something that we can and really should be taking advantage of just because it stretches the, the breadth of the show and just it makes it all feel so much bigger. And who or what are they? They're nothing. A ghost story that only cubs believe in. They're monsters. So you have ghost stories but no idea of your own history. As you were listening, I hope you imagine them to be quite small, sort of a bit bigger than meerkats, maybe two or three feet tall. So they're, they're wee little scrawny little aliens. I think it was more thinking of, of these characters as sentient versions of animals 
and how they would react in the real world because I didn't want anything to be human there's no humanoid characters in it apart from the doctor and the preacher and I wanted to write the aliens to be really quite alien in a way you probably couldn't do on the TV so uh, we've got these alien thugs at the beginning and they're kind of space hippos and there are other things running around that make general grunty noises Hello, my name's Jacob Dudman and I'm playing the Doctor. Today was a lot of fun. We had an amazing cast in. It really was wonderful to work with so many people who just sort of got into the character straight away. And uh, and the script was was written so well that you could sort of instantly bought that these alien chirruping things just brrr, or like, because that could sound silly if it's not done properly, but it was done in a way that that really worked. With the cast today, they are all people I've worked with before. The reason I wanted to work with them again is because they're all really, really good and can turn their hands to anything. And I suppose selfishly, it gives me a nice, easy day because I know I'm going to get on with them and there's no baseline tension of, oh, I wonder whether these actors will be nice and friendly and whether we'll get on and, and speak, as it were, the same language, because that's the important thing, finding a, a different way to speak to each actor. Everyone has a different way of reacting to direction and different kinds of direction they prefer. I mean, you know, like it's a cardinal sin for many actors to be given a line reading, which is to say the line for them in the way you want it to be said. And I would not ever, that wouldn't be my first resort. And sometimes it's my last resort. But with actors, you know, you sometimes they just ask you for that or you can, uh, they give you permission to, to help them out in that way. But also just a fun bunch, really. Hello, I am Jeannie Spark and I am playing Gonch and Peer Mother. It's been a delight of insurrection uh, somewhere deep in the galaxy. It's been brilliant. <laughs> Nobody move. Stem. Gunch. I've got a bone to pick with you. Which one do you want me to break first? I did a little bit of work on what xenogeology is, and it's fascinating. It's all about uh, the geology of planets, uh, meteors, comets... Uh, moons and other other bodies in space uh, and it's it's really fascinating i think if you can say that you've played a space rodent mother um where, where does one go from there yeah Jeannie spark who's just an amazing actor and has starred in so many things and been on telly so much and we're, we're really lucky to have her it's great to get her to come in and do things that she wouldn't normally do you know she's quite a statuesque elegant person who on television you know always plays those really strong sort of straight characters but to get her in to come and play this sort of uh, this woman who's really you know ducking and diving and uh, yeah uh, she had great fun doing that and has the range to do it it's always an awesome collaboration between a bunch of talented people and what's really fun about a job like this is that you, you'll, you'll meet at the beginning of the day and have a cup of tea and sort of talk about you know oh, I had a ghastly journey on the central line or whatever and then you get into the booths and suddenly it's like you're on a set with 35 people who've never met before because these incredible voices are just coming at you it's it's fabulous I love it. My name's Millie Thomas and I have been playing Alex and also a uh, baby Ort. Hello let me help you up are you hurt? I'm all right. Uh, it's lucky you spotted the thieves. Oh, I made that up. Bit of a distraction to get those unhappy customers off your back. I have had the most fun. Oh, my goodness. It, uh, just big finish. I, I adore them. And it's, it's just so much fun. Also, playing an alien without the drama of getting in and out of prosthetics, the joy of being able to make funny noises all day in a booth. I'll never get over that.
of the joy of it. Millie Thomas I've worked with on Adam Adamant, where she plays Adam's friend, Georgina Jones, the girl full of imagination and um, Edwardian adventures. She's writing a book all about that. She's... Uh, I just knew when we la when I last worked with her, she had to do the voice of a child. And I thought, oh, I want something that sounds very little and delicate for this. And uh, she said, oh, please let me do some more Big Finish. And I thought, yes, that's a good idea. Boy, what do you think you're doing? One of us has to find a way out of here. There isn't one. Trust me, I have looked. I'm a lot smaller than you. There are more places I can squeeze myself into. And out of... I decided I was just going to see what came out and then I figured that if Nick didn't like it, he'd say, what on earth is that? So I've been trying out a, try a few different ones. I'll try them out for you now. So there was a, like, a lower one. I was like... And that... It's a weird thing because you're trying to pitch someone's otherworldliness on a more serious note. But at the same time is is a really, you, you don't want to be so otherworldly that you lose a sense of character and a sense of grounding. So they are different from humans. We know that they're sort of, the peer are cute and fluffy and just generally sweet, I guess, sweet looking, and they need to be sweet sounding, but at the same time, they have a full range of emotions just like us. So it's finding that balance between <laughs> between the chirps and the, and the cutesiness to like when, there's actually a bit of danger involved and they, you know, they have to have a bit of bite behind them. My name is Nicholas Asbury. I'm playing Preacher Stem. So when did you become a follower of the Sandglass? Faith is universal. The symbols and rituals may differ from world to world, but belief in a higher power transcends all barriers. Does it? Can't say that's been my experience. I sort of had Alan Rickman in mind, but not doing him a la Alan Rickman, but just in the sense that he's someone who who is, is supposed to be good and then is bad and then, you know, slightly becomes, you know, his, his true self in the end comes out. Nicholas Asprey, again, I just recently worked with him on uh, Adam Adamant and I thought we want someone who sounds, who's got that sort of depth to his voice that he's can do that sort of con man who has steel and a cold heart you know what i mean and and nicholas has that range i'm joe jameson and i'm playing arvin it's crazy it's wacky it's um i mean i'm playing a space rodent as you do mm. so yes yeah, it's, it's another one of those days where you're like this is a funny way to make a living but i love it it's great if no one has ever seen a ral or met one or sat down and had a cup of tea with one then how do you you specifically know so much about them. Because they took my brother. Oh. The deal was you'd get me inside. Or have you forgotten? No, I've not forgotten. Let's see what's along here. I, I practised my chirruping in my flat. I think my housemate was a little confused. I thought I'd possibly gone a little crazy. But I did do a lot of chirruping. I wasn't quite sure what Nick was going to want. So I thought I'd come up with a few few different versions. And he went for one, so it's all good. Joe Jameson, always uh, brilliant, very dexterous with his voice and, and great at sounding young. He sounds incredibly young, doesn't he? He sounds about, I don't know, 15, I think, but he's, 
He's about twice that age. I'm here to tell you, I think. But anyway, he's brilliant. Yeah. So a lovely bunch of people. I, I sometimes allow myself the luxury of, of working with people I've worked with a lot before. Big Finish just always seem to get lovely people to work for them, which is so nice. And Jake's amazing. It's like Matt Smith's in the studio. It's very strange. He's super talented. And yeah, they're all lovely, lovely bunch, really lovely bunch. My favourite parts of the story, I think, were when the Doctor was alone with Arvin and when he's sort of towing that line of, oh, you're an absolute person, but we sort of got a band together. And I really like the showdown between um, the Doctor and Stem. Where are the Rahl? The Rahl never existed, ever. They were an invention. A despicable wheeze created to divide and conquer the natives of this planet while a bunch of colonial cowboys did with it as they pleased. Same old story, eh, Stem? Don't listen to his lies! The Rahl have plagued you for decades! I always like it when, in Doctor Who, uh, you have a race whose philosophy is perhaps based off of the Doctor swooping in at one moment, and I like the the uh, the bow tie as a question at the end, whether that sort of started off this religion. And I also like the fact that uh, he just poo-poos that idea. Last time I was here, I wouldn't have been seen dead wearing one of these. I mean, I, I was almost seen dead, but that's another story. And I was almost certainly sans tie. <laughs> It's not about belief, it's not about faith or anything about that. It's it's about the imposition of dogma on people. And then the the way that certain figures can subvert that to their own ends. So the main baddie is a human, because hey, we're not a great species. I'm trying to make money out of this poor, discarded civilization. Everyone else on the planet has arrived to, to exploit the place. The poor locals are running cafes trying to do local food with ingredients that don't exist anymore because everyone else turned it to dust. While there's a kind of a religious tone to it, it's not about the religion itself. It's, it's about nasty people coming in and subverting it to their own ends. What will we do now we have our world back? Adapt. Survive. Rebalance. I don't believe the sand glass will show us the way. You don't have to believe in anything. I'm always impressed by things when I don't quite understand how they're done. And it is like a form of witchcraft in the nicest possible way. He's fantastic to work with, got a great sense of humour. He's always full of really good ideas. And uh, I'm lucky enough to count him as a, a mate as well. So that's, that's really lovely. So it's a very, very enjoyable experience. And for one so young to be able to lead a cast the way he does, he sort of does take it on his shoulders to make sure everyone's happy and jokes around with everyone. It works really, really nicely. 